genre in the podcast where Shane is going to connect to his past avatars. <laughs> yeah, man. Not to overstate it or anything. I told you I was fasted, but it was actually like I'm capping a bit because I've ate a ton of <laughs> apples today. <laughs> And so of, you haven't fasted. No, but I feel <laughs> fasted. You, oh, John, I feel fasted, bro. <laughs> no, okay. So when you go a full day and you just eat like a couple berries and then like apples, it, it's so in like it doesn't fill you up at all, man. Because think of how many calories of an apple is. Okay, speaking about that. Yeah. With that strategy, I have shed down to four percent body fat. No way. Right. I no, I just feel like it. <laughs> bro you can see it in my eyes i'm feeling fasted right now I'm, I'm channeling my avatar spirit right now tell me how being fasted and avatars you know inter interlink you know when he like closes i'm talking about not not the big blue guys i'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> this is awful can we restart the podcast <laughs> no i'm talking about um the one with the arrow. You're talking about Aang. And then I, yeah, Aang I love how and, I'm yeah. watching it and I'm like two seasons in and you just know it. You haven't even watched it all. Anyway. I have watched it all. I just haven't watched Legend of Korra. I've watched, like, oh. I've, I've watched all the seasons of what you've watched. True, true, true. Well, you yeah. know when he's like... So we're talking about Aang, the airbender, those avatars. Yeah. Not the blue people, not James Cameron's <laughs> movie. <laughs> well, how does it feel to betray your entire race? You know? <laughs> You know when he closes his eyes and then like he enters the avatar mode when he's in danger. Yeah, the avatar state. Yeah. That's how my body feels right now. I go from eating good to just eating like a couple berries and apples. Yeah, we in the and I'm like, 21st danger. century, we call that gorilla mode <laughs> or goblin mode, you know. What do you mean goblin mode? What you know, like, sorry, your honor, my client was in goblin mode. <laughs> And then all charges are dropped. Wait, 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 does this have to do with the whole Johnny Depp trial right now? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> was she in goblin mode or something? Yeah, like when that? she shit on the bed, she was just in goblin mode. <laughs> oh my gosh. I haven't paid a single like ounce of energy towards any media coverage on it, but I keep on hearing bits of pieces of the whole trial from people. It, it sounds is, like a big clown show. It is a shit show, honestly. Yeah. Like they, they literally might as well stand up and go like, your honor, my client has pled oopsie daisies and then just like see where it goes. Like they would have equal chances at this point. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's wild. Yeah. Like it, it's one of those things where like in 10 years from now, I will not be surprised if it comes out as it being like, just like a PR stunt. Oh, I think like it it's is. that bad. Looking at it from a third person point of view, I think it is just a PR like you know stunt. when celebrities will like drum up like drama between each other to like hype each other up, mm -hmm. like yeah, <laughs> you can see it. The writing's <laughs> yeah, on yeah, the wall. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Domestic abuse is no joke, but that that's like the way that this case is going is like really. <laughs> yeah. Well, think about it. They're the two greatest leading motivating factors for in all the wrong reasons: money and fame. Yeah. She's after money and it's all about fame too. I'm sure her followers have increased. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, that's like the currency of Hollywood or LA or whatever. Do you, do you think people who eat apples and berries and fast are less likely to, to beat their wives or husbands? I think they're less likely to do anything because they just don't have the energy to do it. You know what I mean? Like, I was going to make that joke. I'm glad you know they're like, yeah, bro, they just have no energy. They can't do it. And even if they could, they'd just be like weak too. They'd probably, they'd probably get beat up for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Literally, like, I feel like a wet noodle. My whole body right now is just like really weak. But 
because of that, my mind is operating on just one singular current. I'm not like bouncing around from one to the other. Yeah. Also, I haven't had coffee today, so that could be why. You a big I, coffee drinker, Shane? Every single day, man. But then today, okay, I had coffee. But that it was, doesn't seem like you at all. You're not, <laughs> you're not really part of like that addictive mindset, grind set kind of thing. But now yeah. you're like, hey, don't talk to me until I have my coffee. Cringe ass. Yeah. L plus ratio. So I did have a coffee today, but it was a decaf coffee. So it had zero. So what? Like one ca- one milligram of caffeine or yeah, something. Yeah, it's a load of shit. <laughs> What do you mean it's a load of shit? I don't care that it's decaf. It still has caffeine in it. Bro, it's so low. It's like it's like fake coffee. How much caffeine do you intake through other so, means? Oh, man. I'm going to get shit on here. So an espresso has like 65 milligrams of caffeine. You have espresso shots, though, don't you? Yeah. I actually unplugged the espresso maker like last week. Then what, um, you plugged it back in? Actually, my parents unplugged it because I... <laughs> we're going to get into this. I was homeless for like 10 days and there's like well i guess shane's not coming home so they just unplugged my espresso machine i'm sure it was sapping so much power to sit there on the ready welcome screen <laughs> wait what <laughs> why well like why would they unplug it like what was the point of that i think it was taking just up like solidarity some, taking up space on the counter yeah it was taking up some valuable counter real estate jesus christ yeah um anyway what kind of first world problems are your parents having that fucking coffee maker is their number one ordeal yeah, well, I, I love how that's such a good... 10 clip. days, too. Like, 10 days. That yeah. That's that's too much for that coffee that coffee maker to be on the counter yeah, for. Yeah, it's going downstairs in cold storage. Wow. It's, it's done. And I just haven't had, like, the gusto to put it back together and shit. Because, honestly, I don't need coffee. You know, Put it mean? back together? Yeah, there's pieces to that shit, man. All right, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> My friend Ali, he's been on the podcast. He quit coffee like a month ago and he's like, bro, the clarity. And I'm like, what? Like normally you think it's the other way around, but it makes sense because I get like really chipmunk mode. You know what I mean? When I'm on coffee, I'm like bouncing from one thought to the other. Yeah. When I'm off it or I just drink like a decaf coffee, I'm just, I'm chilling, you know, very singular thoughts one after the other. You know what you should try? Mm. Jellyfish jam. Oh my gosh, speaking of which, I went to Friday the 13th. Okay. And when we were there, my buddy was like, hey, I'm going to be biking down. I'll see you by the beach. And so we're walking over and I start playing this song called Jellyfish Jam. Oh, is that like literally from the SpongeBob episode where all the jellyfish are partying in his house? Yeah, I was with Kate at the time and it was kind of a fluke that I played it because she's like, play Chili's. And like red hot chili peppers, right? Yeah. But I'm like, oh, jellies, like jellyfish jam. She's like, no, no, please, please, no. And I'm like, find that song. I want to hear it. Yeah, put it on. I want to forget copyright. If you play, keep it. telling your story. I'll just start playing it randomly. Okay, okay, sounds good. And so, I'm playing jellyfish jam as we're walking over to see my buddy who just biked over there, and we're walking towards the beach. And it basically goes from like some shell type music and like waves and all this to having this dolphin go like making the dolphin clicking noise or whatever. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm by the beach and I'm playing this. And this guy, this homeless guy is like by the beach and he's like alert. He's like, <laughs> he's looking around <laughs> in the water. He's like trying to locate the dolphins. 
because <laughs> hey, he hears the dolphin. And I'm playing on the speaker loud, right? Like yeah. I'm fucking around. Rawr, you hear all the dolphins, and he's like spooked. He's like, "Where the fuck are all these dolphin noises coming from?" Because he thinks there's dolphins. More in, importantly, why is the sound Dover? emanating not from the water? <laughs> I know the sounds behind him, and he's in fucking Port Dover. You're not in like, like Florida or like mexico you know what i mean there's no dolphins here bro <laughs> like, why is he yeah like looking? that guy probably has no random knowledge of random subdivisions in miami like what a loser i know right like <laughs> clown and so uh he walks over to me after he's like yo i thought there was dolphins in the water i'm like i know man i was laughing <laughs> <laughs> like yeah bro i saw you're an idiot <laughs> yeah and it, and he was joking around but um but yeah that was my jellyfish jam on friday the 13th also, Nick sent me a, a snap, and he's like, "Bro, you should, <laughs> you should uh, put up a poll on your Snapchat and say like 69 screenshots, and I'll push one of these bikes over." <laughs> you know oh, bro. <laughs> oh no. I will never go to Friday the 13th, even though I own a motorcycle. It's dangerous. It is. Oh yeah. Especially because I'd show up on a sport bike to a Harley meet. I'd just get my, I'd just get my ass beat for No, it. there's all types of bikes there. There's even people with bicycles that look like motorcycles and they're riding that shit. Me, <laughs> me and Kyle were joking around. It's like, bro, we should pull up on those emo um, e-bikes that look like street bikes. Yeah, you know the ones yeah, they use in Toronto? Yeah, those ones, those ones like, are cringe, man. They go like 30 kilometers an hour. Imagine <laughs> 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 pulling up on that. They're like, what is this? Yeah, you see a guy ride one of those to work every day. What was the other thing you messaged me? Because you messaged me it on Facebook Marketplace, and now it's just like a yeah, pain was, to look back to it to it, find what you said. It was about being homeless for 10 days. I can't wait to hear your story first. So, because that's, that's a cliffhanger, man. I'll yeah. wait till the end of the episode to reveal that story. Well, I deleted the ad, so that conversation was gone. You it's sold like, your bike. Yeah, I did. Nice. Yeah. So, what was the other thing on it? Was it just living, being homeless for 10 days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the jellyfish jam. That's it. Okay, so tell me about being homeless for 10 days. Okay, man. Wow. We're jumping right into it. So, yeah. I might cut this part of what like brought upon it, oh, but here we I'll go. tell you right now. So, if you are a Patreon supporter of the podcast <laughs> and or hold our NFT, you have exclusive access to why this yeah. happened. Or if you follow my premium feed Snapchat. Yeah, or you just ask Steven, you know, that, that's basically yeah anytime the, anytime path. something is like uh bleeped out in the podcast and somebody asks me i will just tell them what it was. <laughs> <laughs> okay so here's what happened so i was trying to have kate over and because we were going to go to the friday the 13th right yeah, yeah. and um, this has been planned for like time i was supposed to dj there all this shit and I'm like, hey, dad, um, Kate's going to be coming over like tomorrow night to sleep over. And he's like, no. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, this has been planned <laughs> for like weeks, bro. Like, this girl needs to crash here. She's coming all the way from Scarborough. I don't want to drive her back in the middle of the night. Uh, it's going to be way too late. He's like, no, she's not allowed over. She's way too dirty. She makes a mess. Like, she fucking wears like dirty socks all over the carpet and shit. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, come on, bro. Like, this is my girlfriend. Like, you can't just like ban her from the house because she has dirty socks. Like, we just take them off. Like, it's it's not a big deal. He's like, yeah. no. It's like, bro, She's... I'll go buy her socks if that'll make you happy. Like, yeah. shut. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, what's it gonna take? He's like, no, under no circumstance. She's not allowed over anymore. And I'm like, what? Like, you're kidding. And she's like, no. And I'm like, all right, fine. And so. I go downstairs and I'm pissed off. I'm like just working out, doing my own thing. I put 60 pounds of like weights in front of the door because I'm like, just leave me the fuck alone. You know what I yeah. mean? And so he comes in the house from outside. And he starts like shouting. Arr, arr, arr. And I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? 
Like, I know, and I'm the only one in the house. I'm like, is he talking to me? And all of a sudden, he's like, poof, like trying to open the door. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Bro, this guy's coming in. And so he knocks like all the 60 pound weights out of the door. And he's like, now that we're talking about it, I'm like, no one's talking about it. Man. Like, go back outside. Like, what are hey, you doing pick, in my pick room? Those up, bro. <laughs> yeah, like I clearly like locked the fucking door for. There's no locks in the door, so I like, put the weights there. And so I'm like, I'm like, what's up? And he's like, furthermore, now we're talking about it. All this, and he starts going off on like more reasons why he doesn't love her. And I'm like, come on, man, like give it a break. And so he's like, just fucking. St-. I'm like, bro, leave me alone. And I fucking <laughs> screaming at him. Just as my mom walks in and she's like petrified. I was, it was literally loud when I said it, right? Yeah. And she's like petrified. And I'm like, oh, fuck this. And so I just grabbed like all my camping shit, grabbed like my chargers, my battery packs, um, grabbed some food, like some quinoa and like some, um, some like oats and all that. I just pack all that shit in my car, some stuff to like clean up bikes and flip bikes. And I just leave. And I'm like, they're like, where are you going? And I'm like, I don't know. And then my mom's like, are you coming back? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, goodbye. And then she's uh-huh. like, no. And she starts like crying. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I'll be fine. You know what I mean? I know, how to, I know how to take care of myself. And so I'm like, hmm, I got to figure out like what to do. Like, I got to be resourceful now. You know yeah. what I mean? Because like, I don't know where I'm going to fucking sleep tonight, right? This is awful. And so I go over to uh, to Kate's house, which is like all the way in Toronto. And we sleep there uh, that night. She has to go to like work. So I'm like, all right, well, I got to figure out something to do. And so I'm like, I'll just go get a membership at Movati. Cause like, I got to go have like a shower. Like I got to go have a, like, a nice workout. I don't have access to the gym anymore. This is all lining up now. Cause I remember the Movati gym Snapchat. And I was like, no yeah. fucking way Shane paid for a Movati <laughs> fucking membership. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, I need a place to shower. I need a place to like go for a swim and workout and all this shit. So that's I a just, good call. Uh, that's a smart call, honestly. Yeah. Like, like pick, like pick, pick Movati. I get like it's 40 bucks a month, but like. Mm-hmm. 40 or 60 bucks a month, but like it's my body. So. Well, they maybe pay up front too. So it was $1,500 for the, for the year, but I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to use it like every day I'm homeless. So why not? You know what I mean? Yeah. So you got your, you know, 10 days worth 150 bucks a day. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so um, <laughs> I just got a hotel. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Hey, but I don't know. You could have I, even got like an expensive Airbnb and it would have been cheaper. I know. I know. Are you still using that membership? Uh, pff, honestly, I have a gym and a pool at home, so I probably won't be using it now. I'm back uh, home, right, by the right. way. So the, the <laughs> 10 days has lapsed. I am now back home. That's I, that's the teaser to the end of it. But I just needed the I just needed the moment of silence for that, just for everyone to contemplate your decisions for a second. Well, why would I drive 15 minutes away to do? I can just do. Why it would you house? pay 1,500 dollars for something you use for 10 days? Because it was a moment of survival, man. <laughs> I entered the the Avatar Roku state. I'm like, what the fuck do I do right now to survive? And this is it. And then I'm like, all right, what else do I do? So I go to Williams Coffee because like you can only work out for so long before you're yeah. just like, what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. I have to get work done. I got to read. So I'm like, all right, time to work on my mind now that I've worked on my body. So I go to a Williams Coffee and they have this membership where it's Jesus. 25. <laughs> what are you saying? Jesus. Man, I'm being resourceful. <laughs> and so <laughs> they had this membership. where it's Being resourceful is fucking expensive apparently, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like day one of being homeless. I've already dropped like two grand. <laughs> God, I, I hope I hope my parents like my girlfriend. Fuck, I can't afford this. Yeah, it's too expensive, man. 
living out on the streets. <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, I'm just next homeless guy. I'm going to ask him. He'll be like, why don't you just drop 1500 bucks? I, on a love, <laughs> I love how you find this funny, man. I had a couple of shitty nights. I'll have, you know, because I didn't have a place to sleep. Yeah, bro, the lights at Movadi, they never turn off. <laughs> they they do. It's not a 24-hour gym. They close at like 11. And so I'm like, okay, what do I do? Day two. I go to Williams and they have a coffee membership, which is 25 bucks a month. And you get to get basically unlimited coffee and tea. So I'm sitting there all day. I'm reading. I'm charging all my shit up. I'm, I'm working away. I'm posting NFTs. Like I'm doing my thing, right? Yeah. And so... I pack my shit up. My buddy wants to um, do this whole DJ set and like it's Friday the 13th, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I zoom to Ancaster, I pick up my girl, zoom back over to Friday the 13th and I have a have a blast. You know what I mean? I'm having Kate, her friend's reaching. I'm going there. Nick's are reaching. Both of them are going to be biking there. It's, yeah. it's going to be a lit time. And then Did I'm you out- buy the Port Dover membership? I didn't. No, not this time. <laughs> I, was, I was a little stretched after the last two memberships. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I'm like helping them like set up their shit. And um, it, it's honestly, it's a lit time. I'm getting like a bunch of merch. There's The biker people are honestly the nicest group of people ever. Yeah. And then I run into Kate's dad there. She's like, he's at the beer tent. Yeah. And then like two seconds later, he goes, I'm at the beer tent. And I'm like, oh, fuck it. Let's go. Like, she knew he was at the beer tent. So we go over there. He's like the nicest guy in the world. He let me sit on his bike and all that. And I'm like, all right, this is pretty sick. And then uh, it's like a big Harley. Yeah, know? yeah. And so you would have got booed off the beach with the street bike. I'm telling you that right now. I don't have a street bike anymore. Oh, <gasps> you got the cafe racer? Yeah, sure. You can make it a cafe racer. Wow. Yeah. I'm excited to see it. I didn't yeah, it's actually, the, yeah, it's in the garage. I'll show it to you. Yeah, I know you picked yeah. it up. That's cool. Anyway, so we crashed at my buddy Tony's house. That was where I slept night one or yeah. night two yeah. because we were all like pretty sauced. It was like midnight. I'm like, yo, everyone's just crashing here. All right, let's go. And I didn't want to tell anyone I was like homeless at that point. That's like, all right, where else are you going to crash? I'm like, I don't know. You told me. Yeah. Yeah, you told me. What was it? Literally, I think like the day that you left because we recorded like the day yeah. after you left. I did tell yeah. you, you knew that shit was going down. Anyway, um, so next next day goes around, kind of similar thing. I go to the library. I pick up Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. This actually happened the first day, but I was reading it on, on that day. Yeah. And that's uh, like the whole, it was like an Auschwitz um, like memoir, I guess you could call it. Like, yeah, we talked about it a bit last time. Yeah. yeah. I, don't know if, I, don't, I don't recall the last podcast. We, we talked about it, how... Um, like the sky, the psychiatrist would like know when it was like when their body was shutting down based yeah. on like their, their tell, like their physical tells and whatnot, and how they would react to things. Yeah, it shows you in life like what is actually important and like the shit that people can suffer through, and it just becomes their new normal. You know yeah. what I mean? Because like even though I go from sleeping on this like like plush, nice, soft bed, and I got all this shit around me, to just like being in out in nature, sleeping on a hammock with like like coyotes around me and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like people just get used to whatever situation they're in, which I did. So on that night, I read like the full book. Um, Third night, I read it like front to back. And I was just chilling. Nick texted me. He's like, yo, I'm having a party at my house and then I'm going to be leaving for like this big journey across Canada. I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'll come to your party. Then I got to say bye. So I go to his house. Yeah, let me check my schedule. Yeah, yeah, let me check my schedule. I'm going to sit in a hammock in a golf course, just sitting there reading a book. Yeah, I can come over. Let's go. And so I head over to his place. We're all getting like 
Oh, they were all getting sauced. I wasn't because like after reading like self-improvement books, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm pretty good. I don't need to get sauced. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, um, everyone leaves, everyone's like leaving the party. I'm like, bro, like the, it's such like beautiful night here. I'm just going to crash. I'm going to hold my hammock up between these trees. Cause it was like a bush party. Right. So I'm just yeah. like out in a fucking bush in the middle of like Mount Pleasant. And then all of a sudden, bro, it's like three o'clock in the morning. I hear all these coyotes close and they're like howling like they got dinner i'm like, like right beside me i'm like holy shit and so i jump out of my hammock i land on my bare feet and i sprint over to my car i'm like what the fuck's going on i turn it on i'm like shining the lights over there I'm like bro there was literally coyotes like right beside me that scared the shit out of me you know what i mean so i'm like well i gotta get used to this you know what i mean <laughs> this is so shitty and so I'm getting like, um, next morning I'm getting texts and then Sky's like, oh, bring a bike to London. And I'm trying to, uh, bring a bike to London. I'm like, okay, okay, two bike sales in London, same day. And my parents just text me. They're like, Hey, I'm in like Windsor. Like, how are you? I haven't heard from you in a while. Like what's going on? I'm like, Oh fuck. Perfect. They're in Windsor. Pack up all my shit, race home, pick up two bikes. And I'm like taking my time, I'm, like filing my fingernails. You know what I mean? I'm like filling up my water and like just getting a change of clothes. And as I'm like pulling out with the two bikes, my parents are pulling in. I'm like, oh, fuck, I thought they were in Windsor. They like beelined at home. So they see you? Yeah. And they're just like, Shane, was that you like pulling out of the driveway? I'm like, yeah, who else has a white CRV with two white, two bikes on the back? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I make it to, um, to London. I'm like, I'm going to find a blessed parking spot or not a blessed uh, camping spot. And like to string up my hammock and it'll be like beautiful and scenic. That's where I'll yeah. sleep tonight, like by a river or some shit like that. You know what I mean? It'll be a fun camping adventure. So I go and I sell the first bike, get the money, sell the second bike as like a big ass thunderstorm, lightning storms coming in. Like the skies is flashing and there's massive clouds coming over. And then this guy's like running inside the superstore for like shelter. And I'm like, where the fuck am I supposed to sleep tonight? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's supposed to be a, a fun camping adventure. Now it just turns into like a fucking hellstorm with like lightning coming down around me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do? <sighs> Let's go to Movadi and think it out. Yeah. So I go to the Movadi and, and it's closed. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? And so I pass like this nice like retirement community like on the way there. And they have this little like gazebo like set out outside in the middle of like torrential fucking downpour. I was like, go over to this little gazebo. And I'm like cooking up my uh, my quinoa and like my sweet potatoes and my broccoli and shit like that. And this little like camp stove and all that. Like straight fucking homeless, man. I'm, I shit you not. I was not like... I was not like getting Airbnbs or hotels when it gets hard. Like I was, I camped out in a fucking gazebo. Like I strung up my hammock from one side to the other and it was super uncomfortable. Like my back <laughs> hurt like a bitch and, but the lightning and all that, like it passed and, and the next morning eventually came. Right. So that was probably the shittiest night, like by far. Cause there was a bunch of skunks fucking walking around and I was scared that they're going to like spray me and shit. Like, yeah, but it brought me back to man's search for meaning by Viktor Frankl. I'm like, no matter how shitty the situation, the human body and the human brain will adapt. Yeah. And so it was fine. I get up, go to Movadi. It's like, all right, let's go. Let's get a nice little workout in. I swim. And then I was just feeling amazing. for 10 days. I didn't eat any sugar. I didn't, I was just like so pure and clean. You know what I mean? Like my yeah. mind, everything I was putting in was just like all this self-improvement, nice, healthy knowledge. And my body was just like, pure clean food like just boiled vegetables quinoa 
I didn't even have like spices or like sriracha or anything to make it even taste good. You know yeah. what I mean? Completely reset my palate. And so that was like the healthiest like 10 days of my life right then. I swear. So I went up north to uh, South Bruce Peninsula to go out with Nick. We're going to yeah. go for like, um, like he did a 230 kilometer bike ride. It actually turned into like 300 kilometers by the time that we did our, our biking too. It's like a 300 kilometer bike ride over like two, three days. And I was there to drive him back because he's dead. He's not trying to do 600. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's too much. So he drove, he basically biked from Brantford all the way to Oliphant, which is like Bruce Peninsula, far as fuck. It's hard to drive, man. It's a bike that I couldn't imagine. Yeah. And he was like delirious when I, when it's I like got there. a three, there. four hour drive. Yeah. So imagine doing that on a bike, yeah. man. That's crazy. But he packed up some camping gear and all that. And, and he had this crazy adventure um, just on the saddle for hours and hours and hours, like full shifts just on the saddle. Like try not to fall asleep, which is like one of the hardest things because you're like starting to doze off. It's getting boring. You're starting to hallucinate and hear things and hear your name or something like that. And you're like, who the fuck said that? Or like you start seeing cars, but then they're not actually there. It's like, what's going yeah. on right now? And so I met him in Oliphant and he was, he was good, but you could tell he was a little like delirious after that like crazy bike ride yeah. <laughs> as anyone would be. Right. And so, oh, we were having a blast. We had like this, some crazy campfire, like stove going on. We were making some good food. Um, we dove in the lake to like have a shower. It, we expected it to be cold, but it was actually nice and warm. Definitely uh, warmer than Lake Huron, where I dove in last time. For the balloon? <laughs> yeah, that was cold as fuck. I, I would not do that again. But um, I just remember the one story that I have that's like super memorable is it was supposed to rain really bad. So I put my bike underneath my tarp. So if it rained, it would just like hit the tarp and it wouldn't just flood my bike, which is yeah. what you'd want, right? And I remember in the morning, it was like probably 5.30 in the morning or something like that. Like the birds are chirping, the sun starts rising. The air mattress that I was on, like in the hammock, deflates to the point where it just slips out from under me. What? And it <laughs> literally flips the whole hammock like over. And I land on my bike because like a pedal like jabbing in the side of me. And in the water bottle that was in the hammock just starts getting squeezed out onto me. So I wake <laughs> up at like 5, 3 in the morning, like stretching out, fall off onto a bike. Water just starts pouring on me. I'm like, whoa, 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 chill, 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 chill. <laughs> I thought I was getting attacked, man. I'm like, what the fuck's going on right now? This is, this is the worst way to wake up ever. And um, it was funny because... <laughs> I didn't realize it, but that bike was a single speed when I bought it. Yeah. So like Nick's cruising, man. This guy's going like 30 kilometers an hour and I'm pedaling like 5,000 RP. My legs are just going up and down so quick and I'm going like 16 kilometers an hour. I'm like, Nick, you gotta drop the gear, man. Like this is, this is way too fast. And uh, the whole time my tires only had like 10 PSI. They should be at like 60 plus when, yeah. I'm, when I'm doing like cross country biking. Slow and like heavy. Yeah, and I didn't realize they weren't all pumped up. So I was just working hard just trying to just trying to keep up. But um that was my that was my fun story. We camped there a bunch. We were um we were loving life. Yeah. So you probably want to know like what happened when you uh when you came home. What happened when you came home, Shane? And so the ten days were up. I was starting to like it. When oh. you say the ten days were up, like did you know that you were gonna spend ten days? Um after like a first couple of days, I'm like, yeah, let's make this a challenge. Cause I did 10 days of a monk. Okay. okay. And I'm like, I'll do 10 days homeless because okay. there's this big stoic philosophy where I think Marcus Aurelius talks about it where it's, you want to do something every single, 
or like you want to do something that scares you. Like if you're an emperor like Marcus Aurelius was, who was ruling over the Roman Empire, what scared him more than being like a peasant? You know what I mean? Like someone who's just living on the side of the street, like eating a moldy piece of bread for like 30 days. Like, you know what I mean? Like that scares the shit out of him. He's like, I am deathly afraid of that. So what does he do? Exactly that. And all of a sudden he has this fortified self-confidence where it's like, I can do the worst imaginable scenario and come out alive nothing can hurt me. You know what I mean? So it was kind of that mentality too, where it's like, okay, I'll, I'll put myself through this, this fun adventure <laughs> for, for 10 days to see what, how I come out as a better person. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, flash forward. Um, I'm like, Hey, like I, someone's coming to like pick up a bike tonight at home. I text my mom and, um, she's like, yeah, 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 you can come over. Like there's food in the fridge and all that. And so like, I'm like, Oh, I haven't had like sauce in like <laughs> 10 fucking days. I've had anything flavorful in like 10 days. I'm sitting there eating like vegan spaghetti and meatballs. And I'm like, ah, I'm loving it. They weren't home at the time. Yeah. And then, um, so they say, that's just what they want you to think. And I They just parked it. across the street waiting for you to come home. No, no, they were out in town. And so they, um, Kyle texts me, he's like, let's go for a bike ride. And we're biking at like nine 30 at night. I clean up all my dishes and all that. So my parents don't even know I was home. Yeah. Pick up my bike. Me and Kyler's like just going for a huge like two hour cruise. It was like 1130 by the time I got home. My parents are all fast asleep. I just go to bed. I wake up the next morning and I'm like, oh, hey guys, like, how's it going? And they're like, oh, hey, good. How are you? I'm like, yeah, yeah, sensational. Start making my coffee, doing my thing. You know what I mean? Just back in the zone. Act like nothing happened. No one's talking about it. Huh. Not what you're expecting, eh? You no. had to make this big like intervention or something like that. But my dad's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, Kate can come over. Like no problem." I'm like, all right, won that battle. <laughs> it only cost you like seventeen hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I learned a lot about myself. A small price to pay for salvation, Shane. Salvation? Yeah. What do you mean by that? Salvation. What do you mean by that? Like in this context, like. A small price to pay to find yourself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think so because that's gonna be a life lesson I could uh, take with me to the grave. Yeah. That even like though I'm scared of that shit, I know I could, I could camp out for for years if I had to, and it might even be the best thing that ever happened. I don't like camping that much. No one really does. You no. know what I mean? It's like this voluntary. No, listen, like, listen. I like camping until you wake up the next day. Because you wake up the next day at like five in the morning because that's when the sun rises. That's when the birds yeah. are chirping and then you can't sleep. And then you just feel disgusting. <laughs> I just feel I just feel disgusting when I wake up the next day because you're tired, you're groggy, you're sweaty because it's, you know, the summer, it's hot and humid and you know, there's no AC. Yeah. You, you know, you slept on a shitty air mattress or like, you know, a hammock and you just feel like crap and you're like, I'm over this. Yeah. And then it's like if you're doing it for like another day, you're like. And I went to a party for like May 2-4. <laughs> The only memorable thing is that <laughs> that there was um, a vape that looked like a dick. And I, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it on my story, but uh, it was some funny shit. I don't know. I don't remember seeing that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of crazy stories. Yeah, man. It's the life of a, a renegade, a rogue. Yeah. Life Nomad. of the homeless Shane. Yeah. What title would you prefer if you went rogue like that? I think Nomad's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I like Nomad, honestly. Steven the Wanderer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Wanderer. Yeah. Ready for uh, 
you ready for my stories I have to share for this yeah, conversation I've, to take a massive turn? Yes, I'm excited. Okay, I'm ready for your genuine reaction. Okay. I hit my boss with a car. On purpose? Uh, I wouldn't say that. Not on purpose. No, I, I, I hit my boss with a car. Oh my gosh. Were you well, backing out or going nope, forward? I was going forward. And you didn't hit him on purpose? No. You seen him? Yeah. Why did you hit him? <laughs> so this happened today. So I was pulling into the shop and I could see him like he was standing there, like like just on the edge, like at the middle of the shop, you know, like you, mm-hmm. you drive in, all the bays are on like your left, right, you pull into one. So he's like standing like close to the middle and like, he's talking to one of the techs and I was going to drive by and I stuck my hand out to like, like, like hit him as I, I as I drove by to like <laughs> smack him, right? You know, as one does. And like right as I get close to the guy, he just takes a blind double step backwards. Who does that? He's just exiting the conversation, right? And he takes like two steps backwards. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I smoke him with the side of the car. I like, I hit like the mirror hits him and then he like, he like flips around whatnot. Like, you know, basically like, like streaks along the side of the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, I'm like, bro, like, <laughs> I didn't try to avoid you. I'm sorry. But yeah. why did you just take a blind step backwards? And he's like, oh, yeah, I wasn't paying attention. That was pretty funny, though. And I'm just like thinking to myself, like the tech that saw the whole thing. He's like, did you just fucking hit him with the car? Did you see your hand out like ready to slap him <laughs> yeah, too? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> right as I hit him too. Right as I hit him too. <laughs> I, was like, I just like said his name and I just like poke him and then just smoke him with the mirror. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And he was like, I was talking to the guy about it. He's like, that's all the whole thing. And he's like, you know, what was super ironic about that situation as that he, he was just talking about how he's like certified to save lives now. Like he, <laughs> he, he just he like, he just got a certificate from the fire station for like being certified to save lives. Oh and he just end, tries to end his own right there in the shop. That's and he's like, bro, it's like the most ironic thing. He's like, yeah, you know, just got my certificate. I'm certified lifesaver now. Takes two steps back. <laughs> can smoke my car. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. I love that story. I love the enthusiasm you put behind telling that. Yeah. Then I was like, it's funny. Like when I tell people some of the things that go on at work and they'll be like, oh, like what if HR gets involved? Like, how are you not fired? Like, how, you know, how do you still work there? And it's like, it's like, bro, I've told my boss to fuck off. I I like give him shit. I've thrown his stuff around. I put a horn in his office and now I've hit him with a car (laughs) and I still work there. Yeah, man. (laughs) Like everything, bro. I uh, and I uh, I kidnapped a customer too. No way! Let's hear about that. Yeah, so we have a wash. We have a wash bay, and uh, we have a shuttle driver. You know, courtesy shuttle driver. I was pulling out of the wash bay. It's like inside, like inside the dealership, pretty much. And the shuttle driver parked the the shuttle in front of the wash bay, so I couldn't get out. And I can like see through the window, like nobody's in it, right? So I I, I get out, storm over to the van, right? Because you know it's obviously a huge nuisance, right? And I hop in the van. I put it in drive and I hit the gas and there's like a little bit of delay from it switching gears. So I like skirt the wheels, right? And, mm-hmm. and, I, and I like rip the van forwards, like like front of the dealership and whatnot. And I, and I like put it in park and I turn around. <laughs> Guy, <laughs> customer sitting in the car, fucking wide eyed, like. <gasps> in the car with you? In the car with me. Didn't know he was in there. I like, like this guy's perspective is random dude just hops in the car, slams it in drive. <laughs> skirts the wheels and just like pulls off and then i like i mean like i stop right i put in park i turn around and i was like i was like oh my god i'm so sorry this guy's like fucking like jaw dropped the wide eyed he's like 
I thought I was being kidnapped. <laughs> like, <laughs> voice shaking, right? And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, sorry, man. Yeah, he parked me, parked me in front of the lot. You know what? The guy, the guy's like still like, it's, it's, it's okay, man. It's, and I just like jump out of the car and shut the door, just like lead oh back in. I was like, Traumatize oh. that poor yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, geez, I was, this doesn't come back to me. Luckily, I wasn't wearing my uniform shirt with my name on it. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Holy. Yeah. Also, um, the I was walking in, you know, like you can't cram a bunch of people in a dealership and have everybody get along, right? Like, there's arguments and whatnot every mm-hmm. now and then. And it always makes me cringe to watch arguments. Like, you know, you ever see like people arguing one not like you see like a couple going at it and you're like, oh, I just can't watch this. And I like walked into an argument at like the perfect time and um, they were arguing about like time of day, whatnot, like when you can order parts and such, like there's cutoff times and it's like one side of the argument was, well, it's been like this for like months now. We all know this is the cutoff time. And then his argument was like, that doesn't matter if that's the cutoff time. You need to verbalize that. You can't just expect us to know. Mm. And he's like, you know, I don't want you, I don't know what you wanted to tell you. Like it was past the time. And he picks up the clock. Like there's a clock on the wall and my boss picks up the clock and he just overhand throws it across the room and what the? S- yeah. And smashes it like all over everything. Right as you see saying, he's like, I don't give a fuck about the time and smashes this clock, right? Wow. And we were all like, like basically like just when we walked in and we were like, wow, can't believe I just saw that. Because he like never loses his cool, right? Yeah. And it was like crazy to see because it's like this whole moment. And then it was like, everyone's probably thinking like, oh my God, like, you know, that guy's your boss. Can't believe you're working for a guy like that, throwing a clock around the room. It took less than an hour for that whole event to get turned into a meme. A meme. Yeah, like everybody was joking about it. And then I like within like half an hour, I already printed off a picture of like a tombstone and I put like RIP clock, like, you know, like, like, like 2018 to 2022. And I like put it like up against like where, where he smashed it on. And I had like on the tombstone, time flies when you're arguing. (laughs) And then there was like, there's a printed out picture, like just like a photocopied version of a clock sitting up on the wall where like the old (laughs) clock was. <laughs> and then so every time he came out, every time he came out to like talk to you, like anytime our boss came out, we'd be like, we're like, whoa, man, like, what are you going to do? Like, you gonna throw a clock at me or something? <laughs> anytime he'd get lippy, you'd be like, yeah, whatever, man, the clock's over there. Why don't you go grab it? And it was like, it was also a huge weight off my shoulders watching him throw that clock. Because when it was winter, like a couple months ago, we had a clock like in the middle of the middle of the shop yeah. and we all like huck snowballs at each other, you know, cause like there's snow on all the cars. And it was like, it was like the movie moment where we were all standing around and someone was like, oh, hit the clock. And it was like all the way across the shop. And I just nailed this clock hey. and absolutely destroyed it, smashed it all over the ground. Oh, it was previously <laughs> broken by you. It was a different clock. Oh, it was a different okay. clock. But then I smashed the clock. And then Steve ended up buying uh, like a $200, like massive digital replacement one. He broke that one? No, 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 no. It's just another analog oh, clock. Okay. But like I broke a clock. He bought a, like a $200 replacement and then he smashed a clock. So it was like a weight off my shoulders oh, that I didn't yeah. have to feel bad that I broke a clock. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. That's a funny story, man. I love how he goes, I don't give a shit about the time. And he throws <laughs> the, the clock. clock. It was like, the, the best thing about that was like seeing like the guy that he was arguing with, like who's arguing with Austin, the one that was on the podcast a yeah, while yeah, ago. Yeah. It, just like seeing his reaction, like literally just be like, 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> he was like, he was like, that's when I should have like, he's like in hindsight, that's when I should have been like, all right, man, you're not being mature at all. I'm out of this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just like, oh man, it was just absolutely hilarious to watch. And it was yeah. like, it kills me how quickly, like anytime any negative situation happens at the dealership, like how quickly it turns into a meme. Yeah, that's a good way to think about it. Comedy is like the best deflector. Yeah, like we still talk about how one of our advisors texted a customer and called him a dick face motherfucker. Really? Yeah, that happened too. Oh my God. I think I talked about this before, but I'll give a quick recap of it. Is He uses voice text a lot. He uses his phone. He uses voice text just quicker, right? Yeah. So he'll be using voice text and I'll always walk over and just like say stuff into the mic too. <gasps> and then he'll do it too, but it never picks up my voice because like Siri knows your like knows your voice, yeah. right? So then he's like, we all do it too. We have a big laugh about it. And then he like, you know, deletes the text, rewrites it. And then he like, he's, he's like talking to this guy and he's like, yeah, yeah, it's really unfortunate to say, but, and I come up and I'm like, I'm just, you know, saying random stuff in the mic. And then he goes, yeah, really unfortunate to say that you're a dick face motherfucker. And then he, he types the phone and then we're like, ha ha ha, like, and I'm walking away. And then he's just like, I sent it. <laughs> <That's> like, <gasps> oh my gosh. How does he rebound from that? Uh, he just like, you know, calls the customer, explains, you know, horsing around. It's a mistake and whatnot. And the guy yeah. is like, I want to talk to your manager. He's like, yeah, sure. And then like the guy said the same thing. You know, our manager said the same thing. He's like, yeah, yeah horsing around, just an accident. Sorry, whatnot. You know, have a free oil change, whatever. Yeah. And then like, obviously like our, our general manager gets involved and it literally went like this. Did you say anything racial or stereotypical? No. Okay, then I don't care. That's it. <laughs> then I don't need to know. That's, that's what it was, right? Yeah. And then, like, the situation never got bigger than that, you know? Wow. For First and last time customer. But, wow. like, we still reference it now. Like, if I walk by him and he's like ha has, like, voice text on, yeah. he'll just be like, DFMF, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the code. Yeah. That's great. Everything just turns into a meme at work so quickly. Wow. I love that, man. That's a cool workplace environment. Yeah. You got to love it there. Like as much as you hate the job, I think you do love it. Well, yeah, that's Secret. the only reason I'm still there. Yeah. You know, like if I didn't like the people I work with, I would have quit years ago. If I didn't have like, we were, I was talking about it today with one of the guys. So it was like, it's like, can you believe like how stupid our boss is sometimes? But it's like, he's like, it's like, yeah, but that's why I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if I was working for some other idiot in a suit, I wouldn't be here. That's a thing, right? Like some people just work as like a means to an end, right? Yeah. Where it's like, oh, if they're only at it for money, then they can go work at like a some oil rig in Alaska and go make like a hundred K in, in a couple months or like something crazy. Right? Yeah, where you make like eighty grand in six months and then come back home and blow yeah. it all on Coke like the rest of them. Yeah, well if you if Sorry, you're too accurate again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know what? You could work for less than eighty K in six months or whatever, but then actually enjoy your life and enjoy your job and make good decisions. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think you should enjoy every moment that you're there, you know, whether you like it or not. We try to. Yeah. On that note, it's been a Left on Red podcast. Thank you guys for listening to me in my fasted state and Steven is excited state. <laughs> if you listen to this episode, please text me or Shane the keyword fasted. Yeah. Think fast. See ya. <laughs>